Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Uh, welcome. It's good to see you. Um, I'll tell you, it, it is great to gather. It is great to gather together and just um, lift each other up. And, and I often forget how good that is. Uh, we are told to not forsake the fellowship. And God knew that we needed each other. He, he knew that we would need each other. We would need each other to lift each other up. Our lives get busy. Uh, we, we, get, um, we get bogged down, don't we? Uh, but we can come together and we can, we can, number one, seek the Lord. And we can encourage one another and lift each other up. And that is, that is truly good. Um, and, and so I just want you all to just take a minute and encourage somebody around you. One minute. Encourage somebody around you. Stand up. Tell somebody something around you that's encouraging. church. And I love that that is who we are and what we're all about because we're not about a man's religion, not about a man's law. We're about God's Word and Him. And uh, that's what we try to seek uh, as, we, as we journey. And so uh, um, I pray that that's what you hear is God's truth this morning. I'm going to jump right into it. We have been, uh, I'm going to stop calling it a series. We, we have just been in a study of the Gospel of John. And we, have, we, we are in chapter 11. And uh, last week we, we started into chapter 11 and we, we talked about um, Jesus being notified that Lazarus was sick. And, and, and we talked about that, man, we would have thought that Jesus, as soon as He got a word, would have taken off and, and went to help His friend because we know that He loved Him. But He loved Him just like He loves you. And, and He stood around them for two days. Well, I don't say He stood around. He didn't leave for two days. I think He finished up the work that He had to do. Um, but He stayed for two days, and there was lots to that, though. He wanted to make sure that the naysayers knew that Lazarus was going to be dead for a while before he got to him. Uh, he waited two days and then, and then he went to his disciples and said, hey, boys, it's time to roll. 
It's time to go. And they're like, what are you, crazy? What, you're looking for a death sentence. We're, we're not going there. They just tried to stone you. And, and Jesus said, no, no, if we walk in the way of the Lord, we don't need to worry about that. We can, we can make this journey. And then old Thomas says, yeah, yeah, you can, you can make that journey. And I'll go with you and I'll die with you too. Because that's what we're going to do is die if we go. Like he's, he's not being of Christ. And we talked all through that and, and that Jesus got there. And, and I'm going to read uh, chapter 11 again. I'm not going to read it all, but we're going we're to jump into it. I'm just going to warn you right now, though, that um, there's a verse in this that, that God wouldn't let me leave alone. That I tried to just go on past it. And, and oh, no, that's not where I need to be. I need to be over here. But He didn't let me. And, and so we're going to talk about that verse this morning. But, but if you will, turn, turn to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to work our way through that. Um, before I do, though, I want you to hear something that I always say in this. And I really want you to hear it this morning because I want you to hear Christ. And John said, I wrote these things. In John chapter chapter 20, verse 31, he said, I wrote these things so that you will know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in His name. And this morning, I want you to hear that because I'm going to do something a little different this morning, but I want it to be about Him. And so let's, let's, uh, let's go to Him in prayer, and then we're going to read some of, some of John chapter 11. Father God, I thank You that we have Your Word. I thank you that we can just dig into it, Lord. We don't always have understanding, but but you will you will give us that. You will give us that understanding if we stay diligent about seeking you. And I thank you for that. I pray, Lord, that people hear you and hear your word this morning and, and hear your truth and your love and your grace. Lord, I thank you that you give us each one of these accounts that that happened as you walk this earth. And I pray this morning that we gain understanding as you headed for Lazarus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John chapter 11. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the daylight of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he had said this, he went and on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. 
So then he told them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of his disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last days. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. I must stop right there. God's word is good. Um, as we work through this, uh, there's so much detail to pull from that. So much that we can see who, who Christ is and what He was set to do while He was on this earth, and the journey that He was, that he was trying to show the disciples, that it, and let us see also as we read this, He knew what was to lie ahead for us. But one verse in here, one verse just, just kept jumping off the page at me, and I couldn't let it go. And, and it was verse 22. Verse 22 just, just hit me, and I... And, I, I thought, well, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a great verse, but we'll just move on. But um, the more I tried, the more I couldn't. And Martha was talking to Jesus in this verse. And it says, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Uh, uh, absolutely, Martha was talking to Jesus. But can we also take this in reference to ourselves, And know that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, it will be answered. Can, can we make this also for us? Many scriptures, many, many scriptures to, to tie into that whatever you ask in God's will. See, let me back up a little bit. A lot of times the scripture gets misinterpreted. Misused is probably a better word. Because you just, just people say all the time, well, whatever you ask, whatever you ask, it'll be given. If, if I ask to win the lottery, probably not going to, my odds are slim. <laughs> my odds will still be the same as yours, even if I pray for you. Right? It, it's, it's about praying in God's will. Well, when we draw on every scripture that we talk about, that, that, that we will be in God's will and we can pray for that and, and it will be answered every time it's talking about in His will. So can we take it for ourselves? Absolutely. Absolutely, we can take it for ourselves and, and we can know this by His word and we can know this by life example. And life example... I think sometimes we overlook a lot. And our life example, I think, 
um, can be important as we as we are on this journey, right? Uh, I will tell you, I, I I wrote out my sermon this week, and um, I was really struggling with it. I was really struggling with what uh, I, I had to share, and I just prayed, God, just show me Your will uh, in this. If this is if this is what it's supposed to be, man, uh, just show me, God. Let me. Uh, I'm not testing you, but but just give me some reassurance. And on Saturday morning, uh, I got on social media because I do that once in a while. And the open gate happened to pop up in the title of the open gate, which Tucker puts on once a month, right? Once a month, am I right? And the title of his open gate was Testimony. God's put it on my heart to share my testimony with you guys this morning. Um, but here's my deal. I never want you to walk out of this church and know more about me than you know about Jesus. So I'm really struggling with sharing my testimony with you, but this is what's been on my heart. My whole testimony has been, God, show me your will. And I've done it wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong, but He keeps showing me His will. So when I talk about life example, I want you to hear Christ. I want you to hear Christ in my testimony that, that even though I messed it up, I kept seeking Him and... I look back on my testimony and I see miracle after miracle after miracle. Because when I read this account, it's a big old miracle that Jesus did. And I think a lot of times we, we want to see those big miracles. I think a lot of times that's what we, we want to put in our mind, right, is these big miracles. But what about the little ones? What about the little miracles that, that are part of our life every day? Are we, are we praising Him for them? So in that, I, I hope it's okay that I share my testimony this morning. Um, I shared it when I very first came here, but, uh, but I know there's, we have a lot of new people here. And, and I probably didn't share everything uh, at the beginning. But, uh, so, so journey along with me, I guess, in this. And, and uh, I'll tell you, when I, was, when I was growing up, my dad hauled me to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, we, we went to the Church of Christ. And... Um, and I was, uh, I think some people say, uh, I was drugged as a kid. I, I was drugged to church, and it was good. Um, at the time, I fought it a lot. At the time, especially in my middle school year, blah, 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 right? But I'm so thankful that my, God, my, my dad drugged me to church. I'm so thankful that, that he did that and gave me that foundation. So parents, I'm just going just gonna to tell you, keep dragging him to church, okay? Keep dragging him to church because it's good. In that, though, it gave me quite a foundation. But as I got older and got in my 20s, I, um, I started seeking in a way that I never saw the Lord before. I uh, started asking questions. I started, started questioning, well, why do I believe this? Well, why, why, do I, why do I think this way? And then I, Christy and I were married by this time, and we, we went through a study called Experiencing God. And if you've never done that study, I would strongly recommend it. Um, it changed my walk forever. Um, you see, I was tied up uh, in religion pretty hard uh, all growing up because that's what I thought it was about. I thought it was about looking the part, 
right? And, and, and I said this in class, and I've said it before, I was a perfect fan, but I didn't know what it meant to fall. I was a perfect fan because, man, I, I could tell you how good I was. I did all the things. I would, every high school rodeo I went to, I made sure that I ran up there and I, I did the prayer before the rodeo. <clears throat> but I learned in that that it wasn't about that. You see, I'd been on my dad's faith for a long time. I had, I had gone to church because my dad did. I finally learned that it's not about my dad. It's about me. It's about my walk. And so I started seeking and asking all these questions and, and, and started getting into God's Word and I, and I was tired of going by what man had told me. I wanted to see it for myself. So I started getting into the Word and digging into it. And sometimes I didn't understand it, but you know what? James 1.5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask. Make sure you're asking because it says, Who gives to all liberally and without reproach? And it will be given to him. Church, never be afraid to ask. Never be afraid to ask God for that wisdom, for the understanding of his word, because he will give it to you. Maybe not just right now, but he'll give it to you. He will pour it into you. You will, you will gain that understanding as to what he's laying out. And so, so I did lots of seeking. And, and I started getting involved. And I, and I got involved in the church. I became a deacon of the church. I, I started leading a small group. And, and, um, and in that, uh, man, it was a change of heart. Because the Holy Spirit started teaching me that, you know what? It's not about you, son. It's not about you. But he showed me that I could lead a small group. I could actually, I could actually share God's word. And, and even though I had so many questions and I and I didn't know much, but I knew God's word was right here. And I could read it and I could share it. And it was an amazing time of, of growth in my life. And I just kept on seeking, kept on asking questions. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in that. Um, I think I scared my dad a little bit. Because he said, why, why are you questioning that? Well, just, just that's, that's the way it is. Why, why are you questioning that? There was many things I questioned, and I'm not going to get into all that. But, um, but you know what? I want to know for myself. As I journeyed through this, um, when Shelby was about nine, we, uh, we traveled all around Colorado going to pig shows. Uh, yeah, I never thought I'd do that. But we did. And we went all over that spring. Uh, every weekend, we were, we were at a different place in Colorado. Uh, Shelly was showing these pigs. And, but every Sunday, there was never church. There, there was never an opportunity to go and be a part of, a, uh, of hearing God's Word. It was starting too early. We couldn't go to a local church because uh, we were showing pigs. But there was nothing. And, and so when we got done that spring, uh, Christy and I talked. But you know what? Every rodeo I ever went to, there was always church Sunday morning. Always. There was never, there was, you could go to the grandstands and there was going to be church. And we said, you know what, we're going to do that for these pig shows. I'm not preaching. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just setting it up. I'm going to go find a local preacher. I'm going to find somebody that will put it all together and, and we're just going to organize it. Because we can organize it. Uh, so that's what we decided to do. 
I haven't called anybody yet, but that was on our heart. We said we were going to pray for it and pray for all these places that they would say yes to doing that. We'd be able to find preachers and everything else. Well, that summer, uh, a good friend of mine came up to me and, um, and said, Hey, this rodeo, we had a rain out at the beginning of the season, so we're going to back-to-back two rodeos, and we're going to have Saturday, Sunday. Would you mind preaching on Sunday? Absolutely, I'll preach on Sunday. And I walked away. What in the world did I just do? What did I just commit to? Well, I just signed up, so I started writing a sermon. I went and preached that rodeo. Uh, God just laid it out. It was all Him, all Him, all Him. And it was amazing. And um, when we got home, Christy and I both knew who was preaching at every one of those shows. We called every one of them and said, hey, we'd love to put on church service. And every one of them said, absolutely. That is awesome. And I'm like, oh, okay, what am I signing up for again? Right? I go to my first one, uh, and I brought a little buzz box, like about that big speaker microphone. I was going to preach to, you know, about the five people that I thought would be there. And they had me the mic for the whole place. All right, God, this has to be you. Right? So... It was all Him, and, and I got to, Christian, I got to witness God's ministry over the next four years, and it grew. Uh, I got to see kids be moved by God's Word in a way that probably I, <laughs> I hope to see again. Uh, it, was, it was amazing, and, and God showed me what His will does. Because then I just kept on praying, God, just, just keep working, because I'm not capable. I, I'm the least. I am not capable of doing this, but it's all you. And he just kept on doing it. Guys, I want you to hear me this morning that I'm not bragging in myself. I'm bragging in what God has done in my life. All these miracles that he did, and it's all him. And I want you to hear Christ this morning and, and what he does in our lives. Because you see, then, then life took a turn. I was told that I was going to lose my job. Uh, I was a pilot and I was going to lose my job. And life got pretty, pretty tough. Uh, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do? I knew I didn't want to be away from my family. I knew I wanted to be home. All other pilot jobs, man, they send you away and you're gone for three days, three nights, whatever. I don't want to do that. What am I going to do? So we went, went to the Lord. God, show us. God, show us what I'm going to do. And Christy kept on throwing these little things out there like, well, what about full-time ministry? No. No. No full-time ministry. That's not, that's not what God has us for. This ministry, this livestock ministry that we're doing is, is going amazing. Why? Why would He take us from that? We're going to be full-time. I tried several things. I, I worked for some people. I tried to start my own businesses. And yeah, it went okay, but it wasn't right. I knew that. Finally, Christy said, I seriously want you to think about full-time ministry. And I got mad. I said, stop. Don't say it again. Like, we're done with that. Don't. What do you... Stop. God is not laying that on the heart. 
Well, God was, but I wasn't listening. I like this part of the story more, right? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> she was right, okay? So, Easter Sunday, this I don't know what year this was, but Easter Sunday, we go to a movie. And I'm sitting there in the movie theater, and the movie's done, and the credits are rolling, and I heard God speak to me in an audible voice that I've never heard in my life. And if you don't think God speaks audibly, that's okay. I'm not against that. Uh, but this time it was so loud that it was audible, okay? And he said, prepare to preach. Whew. All right. We're driving home from the movie, and I told Christy, the Lord spoke to me, and she said, me too. Okay, well, what did he say to you? He said, you need to prepare to preach. Oh, okay. I had to preach in two weeks uh, at a livestock show. So I thought, okay, okay, God, I'll prepare to preach. I know you got me preaching in two weeks. This is going to be good. So I sat down that Wednesday, and I started writing out a sermon, and I got a phone call. It was a church that was 15 miles away, and he said, uh, I, I don't know why I got your number, but I got your number. And uh, my wife is in the hospital dying from cancer, and I need you to preach this Sunday. Who? Oh. And we both, uh, I, shared him, I shared my story with him, and we both cried. I preached at that church that Sunday. I went to the following, the, the, the livestock show that I was supposed to preach at. And I, I, I preached that Sunday, and, and then I'm helping with the pig show, and there was a gentleman standing there that I somewhat knew, and we're sort of helping pigs not fight and everything else. And he said, hey, thanks for the good word this morning. And I said, oh, yeah, I think I want to do it full time. <coughs> what? what? Like, in my mind, I'm saying, what did you just say? What do you mean I want to do it full time? And that guy said, really? Because we're looking for a preacher. He said, how about you preach for us and see if that will work out for you? You see, I, I want to make sure that you hear me say, this whole time we've been praying, God, show me your will. God, show me your will and what you want. God, I don't want to be in your way. And, and this whole time I've been messing it up. Don't get me wrong, okay? This is not all, it's not all good. We, we messed it up several times. Let me just say that from the Sunday that God said prepare to preach, I preached every Sunday until I took one off. Because they hired me. And it was amazing. Um, I had to figure out how to be a preacher though. Because back to that whole growing up and that legalism, religion, everything else. You see, I thought that right here, the church needed to look right. And if the church looks right, then we're doing it right. I had to learn to get past that. I had to learn that it's not, not about this, it's about Him. It's about He'll make it right. He'll make it right in here. So then... Uh, we were preaching there and God just made everything work. And life was pretty good. Life was pretty good and then we had a pretty hard week. And before that I was always joking about, man, you know this whole preaching deal, if, if God would just give us a church on the beach, 
you know, and a, a parsonage that we could stay on right there on the beach. Man, life would be good. Full-time ministry on the beach with a parsonage. I mean, can't get any better, right? So we had a pretty tough week, and um, and we were praying, God, um, man, this is this is tough. It, it was uh, probably one of the hardest weeks Christy and I have had. Well, up to that point. <laughs> I'll say that. Up to that point in our life, it was probably the toughest week. I had to haul some goats over to the sale barn, so I hauled some goats to the sale barn, and I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to joke around with Christy just a little bit because we need to. So I, I uh, pulled up. I, I, said, I pushed the microphone thing on my phone, and I said, full-time pastor position with parsonage. Google brought it up. First one, clicked on it, snapshot of it, sent it to her. Didn't even read it. I just, I just read full time with Parsonage. We're getting out of here. Joke, okay? It was a joke. I sent it to her. I get home. We, we talked about it. She even said, oh, yeah, they're hiring at the local little shop, whatever I could be the man. We joked about it all day. I got home, and she said, you need to call them. Remember earlier I told you that she was right and I was wrong? <laughs> uh, I told her again she was wrong. I said, no, I'm not calling. That was a joke. Come on. It's a joke. Life was good. Why would I? No, we'll get past this week. It'll all be okay. You need to call him. Fine, I'll call him. I'll prove to you that this is not God. This is wrong. An hour and a half later, I got off the phone and I said, we're moving to Kansas. Better pack your stuff. We had 300 goats. We had life. Life was good. Our girls were doing great. God, show me your will. God, show me your will. Uh, let me just tell you, I didn't go to college to be biblical scholar. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't, I haven't done any of that. I've said, God, give me your knowledge. Give me your wisdom right here. Four weeks later, we went to Kansas for an interview. Butterflies were flying everywhere. Monarchs. Monarchs were flying everywhere. I mean, it was beautiful. Every lawn in the whole town was manicured. I'm telling you, like, it was, we're like, wow! I preached that Sunday, and um, I told Christy, I'm really serious, we're moving to Kansas. We talked to the elders there, everything else. Um, uh, they said, well, we, we, we're pretty sure we're hiring you. And I said, wait a minute, you, need to, you, you have some other guys that are coming in to interview, to preach, everything else. Honor God's will and do that first. And if I'm a man, that God wants here, He'll make that happen. It'll, it'll be so obvious. Maybe four weeks later, they called us and said, we're offering you the job. I said, ah, we're moving from our home, selling everything that we have on our property. We're selling everything. And all I could hear is God saying, sell everything and follow me. Sell everything and follow me. And I'm like, yeah, right, God. I got 120 head of shell goats that are not just cell barn goats. We can't just haul them to cell barn. 
And we got, we got all these other 200 and some head of commercial goats. We got all of our stuff on our property. And we're moving to a parsonage with no storage, no nothing. God said no big deal. He had everything sold within 90 days and we picked up and moved to Copeland, Kansas. And the first year was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and the second year was the worst nightmare I could ever imagine. Um, life got tough. And I just kept on praying. Christy and I just kept on praying, God, your will, not mine. God's your will, not mine. And that's all we could pray. Because we didn't know what else to pray. Uh, I'm not going to get into details. Some of you know them. And if you, you absolutely want to know, come talk to me. I'll share it with you. But life, life got tough. But you know what? When God called us to Copeland, Kansas, we knew that if we did not go, it would be a sin. That's how obvious God said, go preach. Go preach at this church that I'm sending you to because I need you there. So year two, we fought like mad to preach God's Word. We fought like mad to do it right. And we messed it up. Don't get me wrong. We, we, we messed it up. And finally, um, we started praying, God, if we're to stay here, show us. If we're to leave, show us. And I wasn't trying to challenge God, test God, but I said, God, we got to know what we're to do. We, we got to know and um, give, us, give us obvious sight uh, in this. And, and so there was a meeting that was supposed to happen. And, and in that meeting, I said, God, when we walk out of this meeting, we will know. We will know if we're to leave or to stay. And in that meeting, we had very clear, uh, very, very clear that we're to leave. And so we resigned from the church there and we moved to Ray, Colorado. And also another God story, because there's most of you know that finding properties in the country just don't happen around here. Um, and, and it all worked out and God gave us a place and, and we had to heal. And, and we healed for, for a year. And, and we found a church in Holyoke that was awesome and we just healed and, and were loved. Um, uh, truly love and and we we even looked at Beecher Island. We we found them and and we said, well, why, why don't we try Beecher? I don't know. They look a little weird. <laughs> Just being honest with you, okay? <clears throat> I'm glad it's not true, okay? Um, we weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. And my heart was wrong. Because when I left Copeland, I said, God, I'm done with preaching. I'll never do it again. I'm done. That, that was too hard on my family. That was too hard on me. I'm done. God's bigger than that. So he let us heal. And one day and at the Holy Oak Church, uh, Mike asked me, hey, uh, would you fill in for me? Okay, I can fill in once for you. I, I know you need somebody. I filled in and God gave me a fire I've never had. A fire to preach His Word. See, it's all God. It's not me. He filled me with a fire, the Holy Spirit, in a way that I've never experienced before. And I knew from that point forward, okay, God, I'll get after it again. 
I'll get after it again. And so he started setting things up and, and all come together. And, and then for some reason, um, I don't know, that Richards family got me in touch with, uh, <laughs> with, with the elders here. And, and I was coming to fill in. And, and the rest of the story is, is that um, they, I don't know that they were looking for a full-time guy, but God worked it out. Didn't he? It's been an amazing journey. But the journey's just starting. I share all this with you because I can look back and I can see all my mistakes and everything that I messed up in the churches that I was in in my life and my raising my kids and, and being a husband. But God doesn't see that. God sees God sees me as His child. God sees me as His and He's the one who filled me with everything I needed to do everything He needed me to do. And it's been amazing. And if I dwell on the bad stuff, I'll go crawl in a hole. I promise. But if I dwell on everything good of God, I think, why? Why me, God? Why me? Why did you choose me? And, and, and then I have to go to Ephesians uh, Ephesians 3 because uh, Paul Paul lays it out there in such a way that I'm just like oh my oh my um, and so if you will turn over to Ephesians with me um, Ephesians 3 verse 7 and following He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. That's every one of us. I want you to hear that this morning. That is every one of us. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. It is His power. If I could have been, I could have been focused on me and, and not God's will and my own will, but I kept fighting for His will. And it's through His power. He says, although I am less than the least of, God's, of all God's people, this grace was given me. He's not boasting in Himself. He's boasting in Christ. And that's what I say. I'm the least. Just like I said, I, I haven't been to school. I, I get off, asked questions often and I don't have an answer for them. But that's okay. That is okay because we can go to His Word and we'll find an answer. Maybe we won't, but it's okay. I'm the least. He says to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this ministry, which for ages past was kept hidden in God and created all things. His intent was, not, was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm, according to His eternal purpose, which He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Him, and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Guys, we can go to Him with confidence when we pray. When we pray for His will. At the beginning, I ask, can we take that to be us? That whatever we pray, God will, God will answer. 
Here's my answer. Yes. Yes. Go to God and pray. Go, whatever's on your heart, whatever's going on in life, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Pray for His will. Pray for, for it to be evident. Seek Him in everything you have. You'll mess it up. You'll get it wrong. You'll fall short. But that doesn't stop Him from answering your prayers. You have a journey just like me. You have your story. You have your story. And have confidence in what God's doing in your life. Have confidence in what, what He's pulling you through. If you're struggling right now and life is tough, have confidence that He's going to pull you through it. Because it is Him. You can't do it alone. It's Him. Life's good right now. Praise Him. Praise Him. Keep looking to Him for His will. I'm going to invite the praise team up. Again, I hope that you walk out of here here in Jesus Christ. Not Corey Clark. I love that I've got to journey in Him. I love that I've been able to, to do amazing things in His will. Let me just tell you though, that it would not be that story if I never would have started with Jesus, you're my Lord. We've got to start there. We've got to start, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. We've got to start at confessing Him and believing in our heart that God raised Him from the dead. And when we do that, put your seatbelts on because it's going to get crazy. It's going to be good. You, I, I hope that, that as you journey with, with Jesus that you can look back and say, it's been good. It's been good. No matter the hard times, no matter the, the lows, you can look at it and say thank you. And that's where I'm at. I'm saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that I get to be a part of your will, about a part of your work. And so this morning, if you are not a, uh, a believer, if you have not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and made Him everything in your life this morning, today's the day to do it. But I also want to say, if you're struggling with, strong, struggling with something in your life, and, and, and somebody in this church has been there, then we want to pray with you. We want to pray you through whatever you're struggling with. And we want to give it all to Him. So if you need prayers this morning, I want you to, I want you to seek out me. Seek out the elders. We'll be right in the back during this song. If you need prayers, please come and pray. I thank you for letting me, let, let me share my journey with you. And I, and I, again, hope that you heard Christ, not, not me. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that um, we get to journey with you. I thank you that, that you fill us with... Um, the Holy Spirit, to overcome the struggles of this world, to overcome people, because people make things difficult. People, the flesh of this, of this world makes things hard. But in You, we can, we can conquer. In You, we can, we can pull through. In You, uh, we, can, we can see the light. Lord, I, I thank You that I go look back and say thank you. I thank you that I get to look back and, and know that there was some extremely hard times in, in my journey so far, but 
You were the rock. You were the foundation. And Lord, I pray people, people here today can say the same. I pray that they can look at the hard times and say, thank you, Jesus, for being my rock. And if not, Lord, I pray that they seek you out today. They find you, Lord. God, I thank you for all that you do. I thank you that we can call on your name and fight for your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.